Hi. Oh, hello there. We're back. We are back. Sort of. Yeah. Back-ish. <laughs> Ish. So if you're a regular listener, you know that we've been on a break pretty much since the end of December. We were on a break. <laughs> and we're getting ready to come back soon. We are. Just not quite yet. We've been discussing ideas and making plans, but we thought that we would give you a little something-something to celebrate Valentine's Day with. With? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> you had to think about that. <laughs> celebrate your Valentine's Day with us. Please do. Well, you know we love love. Well, I know I love you. I love you, too. Love is a, it's a, it's a many-splendored thing. I never knew what that word meant, but seeing you say it makes me believe it. <laughs> Good. I thought you were going to ask me and I'm like, I'm going to have to Google that real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just know it from Greece, which I think it's an actual song, but it's played at the beginning of Greece. That's why I don't know it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we thought we would celebrate with a compilation if you will, of a few love-related episodes that we've recorded over the years. There have been quite a few, actually. I had to narrow it down. Did you? You had to pick and choose. Mm -hmm. I wonder what didn't make the cut. I mean, I could tell you, but we'd be here a while. Yeah. <laughs> we should focus on what did make the cut. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to share with you clips from these episodes, and we're going to you know, cut out the typical chit chat that we do because it could be confusing because this was at a different time. Right. So that we'll just get to the the real meat <laughs> of the episode. The meat. The beef. <laughs> so beefy. <laughs> so if you're interested in some beef, even if you're vegetarian, as long as you love love. That's right. You'll enjoy this episode. <laughs> Maybe. So our first one, this is our most Listen to episode ever. It's episode 138. It was released March 31st, 2022. Favorite 80s love songs. This was back when we used to do two episodes a week. So we'd do like one longer episode and one shorter one. And this was a shorter one. It yeah. was only like 22 minutes in total. Not sure how it's the most listened to. Maybe someone with like a large following shared about it or something. I don't know. But we have noticed that people do seem to like the music-based episodes. They do. I think what we found is people like lists. Yes. And the music-based ones. They do. So hopefully if you miss that episode, you'll enjoy it. And if you, if you listen to it back then, maybe you'll enjoy it again. I don't know. But here it is. Have fun. Top five favorite love songs from the 80s. A decade full of amazing love songs. Lots of rock and ballads. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, we have an episode with our favorite 90s love songs that actually came out on our wedding anniversary in November. Yes. So check that out if you haven't heard it. Do you have a lot of HMs? I have two. Two honorable mentions. Yes. So what are they? All right. My first HM, Rosanna by Toto. <laughs> this band is just the 80s to me. Yeah. The Toto just embodies the spirit of the 80s. <laughs> All right, what's your first HM? Uh, the first one that I picked was Always by Atlantic Star. This one, I think the only reason I didn't have it on my top five list is yeah. because I have talked about it on our podcast, okay. I feel like, a few times. I know one of our first episodes where we talk about songs that 
we associate like a core memory with. This was on there. We also uh, did it on concert night. Yes. But we covered it. We didn't do it. We covered the song. Well, <laughs> or, that sounds like we performed it. <laughs> we, we played. I'm sorry. We played this song at concert night. <laughs> we haven't done concert night in so long. We really need to do it. I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> but anyway, Always was one that my friends, like my neighborhood friends and I would wait for hours and we would call the radio station repeatedly to get them to play this song to the point that we annoyed them and they finally played it. And <laughs> it was just like the biggest feeling of success and pushing those two buttons down on the tape recorder. It was so much more gratifying then. It was. To hear the song that you wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. Because if you didn't have the tape or the record, then you were at the radio station's mercy. Right. And imagine like you really love a song and yeah. you just want to hear it over and over again. And you can't because right. you don't have it. So it's like, you're like, oh, there's this one song I heard on the radio, but like you're in the car with your parents. You don't have a phone to jot it down, to Shazam it. Right. You know, you don't. <laughs> you don't have Spotify to play it when, right. whenever you want. And we were kids. So it's like, well, if they're not going to take us to the mall, then we're mm. out of luck. Like yep. it was a whole thing. It was. All right. Next up for me from the cutting crew, Died in Your Arms. That song is so dramatic. It is. Like, you can feel the drama in this relationship. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know that it was the cutting crew. I feel like I thought it was like Journey or somebody like that. That was a surprise to me as far as who the artist was. Yeah, I'm not sure I knew that either. I will say I I think that I do well in 90s trivia mm -hmm. and early 2000s trivia, like music-wise. Right. Yeah. I am horrible at identifying band names from the 80s. I feel like you kicked the crap out of me. I mean, in our last 80s trivia. If it's someone that's very mainstream. Yeah. But if it was just like a band that only had one or two big hits that I would have known as a child. Right. You know what I mean? Or as an early teenager. Not that I was an early teenager in the 80s, but still, you know, that music carries over. But like, yeah, if you weren't like huge and you weren't on MTV every two seconds, then well, I that's, don't know. That's always the struggle I have with music trivia is I feel like I give you tons of of layups and softballs because it's just like a cliff. It's like, yeah, I know all of that. And then you would know nothing if I went like even the least bit obscure. Like if it wasn't a hit in the 80s, I think you'd have trouble getting it. So you're saying I have won because you've given me layups. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you feel better now? Yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> you all saw what he did there, right? <laughs> anyway. Right. What's your second HM? All right. This one I went with. Listen to Your Heart by Roxette. Another amazingly dramatic song. That's what I was about to say. It really makes you feel something. It does. <laughs> A very serious video, too. Mm -hmm. All right, number five. Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is. Oh, all these ballads, man, they're so dramatic. They are. Just a decade of drama. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is I Just Called to Say I Love You by Stevie Wonder. I just called to say I love you. I just called. It's a little more light and airy. Yeah, not so dramatic. Yeah. Good change in tone. And again, this is another one that I had mentioned in that same episode. I have a memory of being in the 
car with my dad mm-hmm. and this playing on the radio and he took it was raining i like i remember it so vividly and we went to the library that day and i got to pick out some books right i think i just remember it because we didn't do a lot of one-on-one stuff when i was a kid so i don't know whenever i hear this song i just see that little scene in my head i still remember what i was wearing it's fun that's another one of your core memories yes yeah well this next song is one of mine take my breath away by berlin So the second I hear this song, right now it's it's actually playing in my head. I can see the scene in Top Gun. Yes. The silhouette scene. So sexy. Where they're kissing, except when they kiss, there's like some spit left over when they pull <laughs> apart. <laughs> I thought, I just remember seeing tongue. Oh, wait, maybe it's tongues. Yeah. <laughs> it's just tongues. It's not spit. Just really long, stretchy tongues. Very long tongues. Ew. I did not know what they were doing. At that point, like 86, it's not like I had kissed a girl. I was just like, what are they doing with their tongues? I feel like that was my entry to what is that? (laughs) Yeah. For me, it was either that or Teen Witch. Probably Top Gun because Teen Witch was a couple years later. Yeah. Right? What year was Top Gun? I thought Top Gun was 86. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Teen Witch was 89. But Mm. I still remember the tongue action in that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number four for me, one of your favorite songs. I'm going to be... 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. This is just a very fun song to sing along with your friends, like riding in the car together, the windows down. I don't know. I just that's just what I think of. Is it a love song? Yes, it's a love song. I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man who walks a thousand miles to fall down. I guess I never really really thought about the words of this song. Yeah, you're not a lyrics guy. No, I just hadn't like contemplated them. Mm -hmm. I just was thinking about somebody walking. (laughs) You're like, why are they walking so far? A lot of walking. Do they think they are, Forrest Gump? (laughs) (laughs) All right, number three, Ario Speedwagon, Keep On Loving You. This one is a little less dramatic. Yeah. It's like more rocking than... Yeah, it's more of a rock ballad without so much angst and drama attached to it. Less pain in this Right, it's more assuredness. Like, this is going to happen. It's not so much of a painful, yeah. Right, which is a bit of a change for me. I enjoy the painful love songs. (laughs) The torture of it all. Yes. Number three on my list is Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. the drama yes (laughs) also this is the song that we use for our wedding hashtag because our last name is tuttle and so we turned it into hashtag tuttle eclipse of the heart very very cool (laughs) well and our wedding was music themed so it was just all (laughs) it was pretty much the coolest wedding i've ever been to 
<laughs> Me too. No shade to anybody else's weddings, but ours was pretty good. I'm trying to think of the last wedding I went to. It's been a long time because of COVID. We missed some weddings because of COVID. Yeah, I feel like we would have gone to a competitor for cool wedding. Oh, absolutely. But, but uh, yeah, we didn't get to go. Yeah. Two close, really close friends. Mm-hmm. It was very sad. But anyway. All right. Number two, with or without you, you too. And again, a lot of pain, a lot of drama, but it's you too. Can't go wrong. Nope. Number two for me is I'll Be Loving You Forever by The New Kids on the Block. This is where I fell in love with Jordan Knight. Really? Yes. Did he have a rat tail then? Yes. Absolutely. I did not love him for his rat tail, though. Can I bring the rat tail back? Uh, no. No? I, I've told this story. I cut the rat tail off <laughs> of my Jordan Knight doll. <laughs> That's how much you hated it. That is how much I hated it. Defaced. But I loved this song so much. It was always such a moment whenever he sang it in concert. I loved the video. Yeah, this was, this was a pretty magical time in my childhood, falling in love with the new kids on the block. I mean, you still love them now, don't you? I do. It's different for me. I mean, they're still doing stuff, but I don't, I haven't listened to their new stuff. Sorry. I haven't. I just. You haven't even played it. No, I did when they first reunited in like 2008 and went and saw them a couple times and everything. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think there's part of me. There's part of me that's probably bitter because NSYNC is never going to reunite. Yeah. We just saw confirmation of that today, at least in in an extension of them not reuniting. Yeah. I mean. They're asked about it all the time. And of course, everyone is like, they think Justin is the holdout. But Chris Kirkpatrick, we just watched him on Celebrity Big Brother. He was doing an interview with Julie Chen Moonves, the host (laughs) of Big Brother. And she asked him at the end if he thought there was a chance that even the four of them would go on tour. And he said no. He said there's still like creative differences or there's a holdout. I think it's JC that doesn't want to do it anymore. But, you know, it is what it is. If they don't want to do it, then... Don't force it. Yeah, it's over. I mean, they are all still friends, you know, but it's just, it's sad. But anyway, yeah, with new kids, I think that part of me just feels the need to hold on to how much I loved them as a kid. Leave it there. Because, you know, I've told the story about how I met Jordan in my 20s and he broke my heart. Mm -hmm. He wasn't nice. He wasn't the person that I dreamed of him to be. And I wished that I had never met him because that, that ruined it for me. Right. Maybe I would still be going on all the cruises and stuff that they do now. Like there's so much to do for a new kids fan, but there's just something in me that's like keeping them at arm's length. I just right. can't, I don't know. It's weird, but I can't do it. It broke your heart. <laughs> all right. Number one from the bangles, eternal flame. I loved me. Some Susanna Hoffs. Yes, you did. I loved me this song from the Bangles. One of my most listened to songs from the 80s. I have a memory with this song. It's not from the 80s, but it's when I was out with new people in Orlando, like at this kind of fancy bar. And I was meeting a lot of new people and I was nervous about it because I felt like I wasn't cool enough to be hanging out with them. Yeah. But this song came on and... 
probably five or six of us ladies like stood in a circle and sang this song at the top of our lungs like we were at a middle school dance. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> and it was just like the most bonding moment. It was so much fun. And it broke the ice. It made me feel a lot more welcome. Nice. Yeah. Well, did you like come over to him and be like, hey, it's cool. I'm like, hip, man. (laughs) Did you give him a hip, man? No, no, no. I did not do that. (laughs) That could be our we don't want to grow up action figure. Hip man. (laughs) (laughs) The hip man? The hip man. And his wife, hip woman. (laughs) (laughs) Can we wear capes? Yes, please do. I mean, why wouldn't you? No, they're going to think that it means like because we we like broke a hip. (laughs) Listen, eventually. We're we're not that old yet. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) And my number one song is I Get Lost in Your Eyes by Debbie Gibson. This is one that I remember being over at my friend Julie's house and listening to the cassette single. Yeah. I think her older sister had it and we would listen to this and could have been by Tiffany, like on repeat. Do you remember, didn't it take a while to rewind a tape? Yeah. I'd I'd kind of forgotten about that. We just got a tape player. That's right. We did. And you found a tape. Yes. I found a tape. You all know about the excursion into my mom's attic to find all of the toys and everything that we found. I was going through a box of my sister's. We just went back to help finish cleaning out the room that we like piled (laughs) all the stuff in of my mom's. And we had like moved everything down into the garage and I was down there going through stuff. And I almost missed this box. Like, I just kind of initially just kind of glanced in and it just looked like junk, my sister's stuff or whatever. But I dug a little further and I found not only two huge picture albums full of pictures, like amazing pictures that I'm in (laughs) and my whole family is in. Like, I'm saying, you know, it's not like it's all about me, but it's not just my sister and her friends. Like, it's like family pictures and stuff. And then some cassette tapes. And one of the cassette tapes is a recording of me singing. Ebony and Ivory when I was like three and I remember it. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, because I can can kind of hear it in my head. Yeah. Because I remember hearing it like when I was older, but I had totally forgotten about that. If we can extract the audio, would you share it with our patrons? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Good. I I hope it works. I'm so scared to hit play and like it eat the tape or something. Yeah. My only worry is like there were plastic bags, like plastic trash bags upstairs. And those had deteriorated to the point where they were essentially decomposing as you touch them. Like they would just fall apart. So I'm I'm worried. Afraid the tape's going to do the same thing. The tape could do that. But maybe because it was in the tape. It wasn't a case too. In case. Maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes. I guess that's it. There we go. By the way, that tape that we talk about at the end of this episode, we did eventually play it and we shared it on the podcast right before we went on break. This is the one of Little You? Yes. Ah, yes. All right. Next up, this one was originally released on November 10th, 2021. It's episode 104, Top 5 90s Love Songs, Anniversary Edition. There's a bunch of fun stuff in this one. You get a little bit of our love story, which I know everybody loves to listen to. <laughs> Stacy reads a diary entry from when we first met. Yes. I did notice. I re-listened to this 
I, I, well, I re-listened to all of these. And I noticed that a few of the songs that we pick are ones that we pick later when we do favorite breakup songs. <laughs> so we didn't really stay on theme. Which, by the way, though, when we did favorite breakup songs, yeah. we did a part one and a part two. Right. We started at the bottom and went up. So part two actually had the top. Oh, okay. Favorite favorites. Yeah. But way more people listen to part one and they didn't come back and listen to part two. They didn't finish the list? No. Oh, so, my God. I'm like, I don't know. That would drive me bonkers to only listen to part one, like knowing that the best ones are the ones that we think were the best ones were on the next episode. Listen, if you missed it, you got to go back and finish. You got to go back. There's a part one and a part two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like we do need a part two of these love songs episodes. because. Obviously, there are so many to choose from. And it's been so long since we've made those lists that, I don't know, I feel like my answers would be different now or something. Got to revisit them. (laughs) Part two it is. Although the list that we came up with were pretty great. So here it is. Favorite 90s love songs. We're back and we're in love. People all over the world, join hands. (laughs) It's our very own anniversary special oh my goodness i've been waiting to tell you this today i'm so happy to be with you oh i'm so glad we're doing this (laughs) podcast together but i'm even happier that we're just together overall me too you're very sweet you're sweet (laughs) all right all right we'll try not to make this too mushy and gushy but it is our three-year wedding anniversary today yeah november 10th oh my god you scared me. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. Oh, no. <laughs> Which should be the day that this comes out unless something comes up and we don't get it out in time. But it will be. We will do it. Yes. So in honor of our anniversary, we thought that we would take you back a little bit. I don't know that we've really shared our story on this podcast, and I don't know how much we're going to get into it, but we do have a history. We do. We've known each other for a very long time. Yes. We met in 1998. So I was 18. You just turned 18, right? Well, when we first started talking via AIM, AOL chat. What was I then? Was I Macadosis? Yes. You were Macadosis and I was Lee Bob 3. Lee Bob (laughs) 3. And I was chatting with your roommate, actually. This was my senior year and I was getting ready to, you know, I knew where I was going to college, and you were already there at that college. I was. And I was in the AOL chat rooms meeting people because the internet was new to me, and it was fun to go into chat rooms, and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's one for this school. It was new for a lot of us. I mean, it was relatively new for me. Chat rooms were very new for me. I'd been on like BBS boards years before, but then mainly I was in, you know, just random chat rooms on the internet. But then AIM was like the first messenger that I really used. Right. So like I said, I had met his roommate in a chat and then we started talking via AIM. And I think that maybe your roommate showed you, we talked about this recently. I think he he showed you my picture right? and you were interested. I was. So you started talking to me. I was smitten. (laughs) Smitten getting. Well, I was equally smitten. It's like the second I saw your picture, it was all over with. I was no longer talking to Tony. (laughs) Sorry, Tony. Tony who? (laughs) But things were complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a slow buildup, too, because we didn't meet each other in person until June of that year. Right. And I just found (laughs) my journal entries. From? 
from when we first met each other. Like after I came to your window? Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear these. <laughs> Are you going to share these with us? <laughs> I thought I would. It's a little embarrassing, and I will probably edit some of it out. But they won't know what you edit. <laughs> exactly. What's for me to know and no one to find out. So I have never heard these before, by the way. <laughs> this journal is falling apart, by the way. We need to digitize that at some point. I know. Except, I don't know. I don't know if I actually want to do that. <laughs> you will when you're 73. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we digitized this. <laughs> but this journal goes from, let's see, December 8th, 1996 through January of 2004. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I think there was a long period of time where I wasn't writing. Mm -hmm. So I was very busy. Once I got into college, I was talking to a lot of boys. You were. Yeah. So reading up to this point was just kind of funny because it was just all over the place. But I think, too, just funny to go from my high school experience where most of my journal entries were about one person, mm -hmm. a little bit other people, but mostly him. And so then I go to college and it's like, can't keep up with me. So this is from June 18th. Ooh, okay. 1998. 98. This was right before we met in person. Okay. Okay. My God, if you only knew how much more confusing my life has gotten in the last few days, I don't know what to do. Okay, first of all, let me tell you about Pete. <laughs> yes, Pete. And in parentheses, my Petey Poo. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Lee. He's 21. He's from New York. And he's a model with like four exclamation points. Yes, the boy is beautiful. We've been friends for quite a while, several months, but we've never been serious about anything. Then this past Sunday, he was begging me to come see him, and I wanted to go so bad. <laughs> I couldn't go. So anyways, we talked for a very long time, and it ended up coming out that he wants to be with me, like wants to be in a relationship with me. I was totally floored. I don't know what to think. And then it just goes on to talk about the complications of that because I was talking to a million different people at the time. You were very busy. <laughs> now, June 21st. Yes. A smiley face, and then... Ah, my Petey. <laughs> With a bunch of exclamation points. Yay. He makes me so happy. I've never had a guy be all mushy with me before. He's such a sweetie. Guess what he's doing for me? He's writing me a song. And then more yays. Not like with words. <laughs> Just music on the piano. I can't even believe that this beautiful guy likes me so much. And he treats me well. Of course, I don't know how long that'll last, <laughs> oh. but I guess you never can tell what's going to happen. That's true. Okay. And then we'll skip because I wrote a whole lot about that. June 22nd. Oh my, guess what? I had a new visitor at my window last night. Sorry, you weren't the first. Oh my, what? <laughs> yep. My Petey Poo. <laughs> it's so funny because like, I don't even think about calling you that now. I know. That is crazy to hear that. <laughs> I don't know, but I just got the courage to invite him over last night. I think I was just tired of the anticipation. Let me just tell you, <laughs> this doesn't really make sense, but he is unbelievably the most amazing looking guy I have ever been in the presence of. <laughs> Listen. Go on, please. It was true. <laughs> was. <laughs> I mean, oh my it's God. Still, it, it still is true to this day. <laughs> I could barely breathe. He got here at two in the morning. And left around 5.30. Was it that late? Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Was it really that late? Yeah. I don't remember it being that late. I remember it being dark out, but yeah. I thought it was like 11. 
No, because I remember being afraid that like neighbors were going to think you were breaking in or something. Seriously. <laughs> As you're like standing at my window yeah. on the porch, probably looked like you were trying to break, crack, in break the window. For three hours? Yeah. Wow. Three and a half hours. Three and a half. I was so nervous. As soon as he got here, I opened the window and we just automatically hugged. It was so cute, though, because he was shaking so bad. <laughs> that surprised me that he was so nervous. Now, in my defense, any type of nervous energy would result in shaking. <laughs> my body couldn't handle it. But yes, I was very nervous. I actually. think it's so cute. <laughs> I just said he was so sweet to me. So I'm just talking about like when we were leaving and I was like, God, he smelled so good. He has amazing eyes, hair, body. Oh, my gosh. And those dimples. Wow. So the true test was to see if he'd call me today. He left me an email. And the first thing he said was, hey, my Stace. <laughs> and then he said he was entranced by me and that he couldn't take his eyes off me. And then he called me and he said, by the way, you have really pretty eyes. I just don't know what to think. They're gorgeous. He told me that he's fallen for me. Anyway, he just called, so I have to go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love, Stacy. <laughs> Our very first meeting. Isn't that cute? I'm so happy I have that. I remember I had a gray t-shirt on. I thought it was black. Was it like really dark gray? No. I'm pretty sure it was lighter gray. And I feel like it had a rip in the sleeve. I remember it being hot. Yeah? It was just like a v-neck tee. Yeah. yeah. And you had on a tank top. Was it purple? Yeah. It was like a lavender, light purple. Mm-hmm. It was like spaghetti shop tank top with probably like, I think I had on like gray loungy shorts because it was the middle of the night. Yeah, it was late. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I also found this and I just wanted to show you because I don't know that you've ever seen it. Okay. And I went through it a little while ago and was cringing because it's so embarrassing. But <laughs> so this is a folder and maybe I'll take a picture of just the front and the inside when you open it up. Mm -hmm. It's a, just a red like school folder and it has lyrics taped to the front. Do you want to read what it says? When all we wanted was the dream. That is deep. What's in here? I think this is Sarah McLaughlin lyrics. Okay. okay. I think that's what's in a lot of this. What is it? I don't, I don't Give it here. She's holding it back from me. Give it here. Well, don't just start going through stuff. And you have to be gentle because there's random loose papers. I am absolutely just going to start going through stuff. No, uh, just open it and tell me what you see first. When I open it, at first, I see my my modeling photo. <laughs> one of my very first. It was actually my first modeling shoot. Yeah. Printed out printed on my computer. Out. Yeah. Black and white. Uh, here's a... We mentioned the Dixon Center and the Whale and Wasp song, which yeah. we recreated one very special day. We recreated? The Whale and Wasp, didn't we? What do you mean? When we got engaged. Didn't I have Whale and Wasp playing? Oh, that was probably one the of the Dixon songs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a playlist and that was one of them. Right. What is this? Is this a poem? No, don't read that. I can't read the poem. No, open it up. Open it. What? Open this. Oh. Ooh, some more modeling photos or <laughs> another modeling photo. This is my Eric Knees shot. Yeah, you look like Eric Knees. <laughs> that was from an Atlanta photo shoot. And there's another lyric taped to that. What does oh, it say? The never ending hunger. <laughs> I told you I was so embarrassed. 
Oh, and another photo of me in my dorm room. Yeah, and then it's like a whole pile of photos oh, pictures. of you. I feel like I took that with a digital camera. Oh. Your underwear photo. My underwear photo. My floppy hair. Oh, what is this? This is a story that I wrote about one of the days that I ran into you oh. in the Dixon Center. Yeah. And I, I made it all dramatic because it was for my English class. Oh, really? I was going to read, read it. Not right now. Oh, I was okay. going to read it on air. And then I thought, that's just going to take too long. But maybe for Valentine's Day, I'll read it or something. But mind you, the Dixon Center, a lot of stuff happened in the Dixon Center for us. Yeah. And that is where we got engaged. It is. 20 it's years later. A pivotal building for us. Mm -hmm. right, and then don't get into this too much, but I have a lot of our chats from oh, AOL. AOL chats. Where? Oh, here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's a lot there. But. Oh, I was under a different screen name here. I was probably trying to trick you. Well, one oh, of no, these. Is this, some, this is actually somebody else. One of these is. Hold on. I was Dr. Evil 408. Yeah. And this is a guy that I was dating. <laughs> this is a guy I was dating at the time. And you were you found out and you didn't like it. And you were messing with him. I completely forgot about that. What? Yeah. And he sent me the conversation and what, I saved it. What a jerk store I was. So jealous. <laughs> but I love I kept it because I loved the fact that you were so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> we had a very complicated relationship. We, we were did. young and dumb and didn't know what we wanted. Yeah. Across the board, like, yeah. you know. Yes. So obviously, okay, hand it back. I feel very uneasy with you having that in your arms. I'm going to hold on to this no, for a little while. Give it to me. All right. <laughs> Rest assured, audience, I will get my hands on that again. <laughs> But just so you know, this was all like our time together was very off and on. It was from 1998 to about 2000, I think, was the last time I saw you in person. Yeah. And then we went our separate ways. You were married. I moved to Orlando. We thought we'd never see each other again. Yeah. And then in 2013 was when... El Divorso. <laughs> yeah. And we reconnected and didn't see each other for a while. Yeah. So, you were you were making me earn it. Yeah, I was. And I was scared and I wanted to make sure everything was official and all of that. I would be scared of me, too. <laughs> and then we saw each other. I was home for Christmas and I got brave. And the rest is history. The rest is history. A whirlwind romance. That only took us 20 years to get to. Yeah. And then like another three to get married, right? Four. Yeah, we started dating in, at the end of 2013, and we got engaged in 2017, Yeah, married in 2018. Mm -hmm. So yeah, some things are worth the wait. Yes, absolutely agree. You, my dear, were very much worth the wait. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> Audience has probably turned on. I, I can't wait to see like the episode numbers on this, on like the fall off. <laughs> like five minutes ago, it's like 2% of people continued listening. All right. <laughs> We decided since we met in the 90s, that's where it all started, that we would list our top five 90s love songs. I think we should do the order a little bit different this time. We always have HMs. So why don't we start with our honorable mentions? Okay. What do you think about that? I like it because then we finish with our number ones. Yes. Please go first. All right. My first HM <laughs> is by New Edition. It's called I'm Still In Love With You. New Edition was together in the 80s, and I don't know their whole history and backstory and everything, but I'm pretty sure that they split up and then got back together to do this song and maybe a whole album. I just remember loving the song. 
I remember the video. They were all wearing like white suits. Mm-hmm. Looked very angelic and romantic. Boys to menish. Boys to menish. But okay. there were a lot more of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is perfect because Michael Bivens discovered boys to men. Ah. So there's a whole go. style then. The whole Bivens That's style. Right. <laughs> All right. The first one on my HM list Sixpence None the Richer. Kiss me. This song. Me too. It's so light and airy and magical. It's probably the sweetest love song on my list. I tend to enjoy a different type of love song. Yeah. But this is the bright and happy one on my list. Good choice. My next HM, actually, I feel like is a little bit um, up for debate whether it's a love song or not. But it's by Sophie B. Hawkins. Damn, I wish I was your lover. I mean, obviously, she's in love with the person she's singing about. Right. But she's not with them. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's okay for love songs to not necessarily be about the happy in love part of things. Right. Because a lot of mine are darker. So I'm okay with this. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like as a person who went through a lot of times of loving someone that I couldn't be with, I definitely... (laughs) Like a lot of those type of songs. Those aren't the ones that I really picked for this list, Mm -hmm. but this was one of them. And it always makes me think of the Beverly Hills 90210 episode where Dylan is cheating on Brenda with Kelly and you like both hate it and kind and are kind of intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. But she's also cheating on him. Who is she cheating on him with? I can't remember the guy's name, but I think he was played by Dean Kane. Oh, okay. And she was in Paris, I think. Mm. And they had hooked up over the summer or whatever. But this was a song that was playing. I remember them sitting by the fire and this song playing. And it was like, I just felt it. Punched you right in the feels? Yeah. Mm. I was probably like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Singing, damn, I wish I was your lover. And it's all like sexual and stuff. It is too, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I was looking at the lyrics earlier and I was like, dang, I can't believe I was singing that. But come on. I was also singing like, I want your sex and stuff when you, I was very young. You were also watching 90210. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. Next one on my list. Aerosmith. I don't want to miss a thing. This is like a rock ballad love song, and I love it. Armageddon. Yes. <laughs> it's just so epic. It is, yeah. You know, Aerosmith does that a lot. They've got a lot of epic tunes, and this this one to me just sticks in my mind. I feel it. It's a great one. Okay, so now we move up to our top five. Yes. My number five is by Brian Adams. Have you ever really loved a woman? I think that I've mentioned this on our podcast before, Mm -hmm. but I just still had to list it. It's such a romantical song and it had the best line, which I think I talked about this too, where when you can see your unborn children in her eyes, you know you really love (laughs) 
<laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So that's it. Very good one. All right. Next on my list. Extreme. More than words. More than Everybody loved this song. Except for, you know who? Who? My best friend, Sarah. She doesn't like this song. She hates this song. What? You know why? Why? (laughs) Which I don't even understand because it's not like she's a prude or anything. Yeah. But she's always said that she didn't like it because she thinks that it's like basically saying, I don't care if you love me. I just want you to have sex with me. Oh. But when I just looked at the lyrics and the meaning of it, because I wanted to educate myself a little before I just came in and like fought her fight. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't actually think that's what it means. I'll be honest. I don't know the words for many songs, (laughs) this one included. You're not a lyrics person. I'm not. Like, I can sing a lot of these words, but I I have not taken the time to comprehend them. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast, too. I don't really pay attention. Yeah. So I don't know what they're saying. It could be really bad. It just feels lovey. Yes. (laughs) But I think it is lovey. When I look up the meaning of the song, it just says... That just saying the words is not enough. Like, I need for you to show me. And it, right. it doesn't really say anything sexual. Like, it does say, just touch me. Don't, Don't ever let me go. go. <laughs> but it's not saying, like, just let's do it and I don't care how you feel about me. My cursory thoughts on what it's saying line up with what you said. Like, they want more than words. Your actions yes. mean something. But, you know. But I mean, I can see how it can be taken that way, the mm-hmm. way that she took it. But she's like very passionate about why she doesn't like this song. Or Sarah, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not wrong. She just has a different opinion. It's that's her okay. interpretation that is okay. But I've always loved this song too. It's so great. I remember watching it on MTV very young. Mm-hmm. My number four, Weak by SWV. I get so S-S-W-W-V. <laughs> I love that song so much. I remember laying on a float in my parents' pool, listening to it on the radio and just singing my heart out, not even thinking about the fact that my neighbors could probably hear me. It's just a fun one to sing along to. It is. This is a song that I really enjoyed. And I mean, I'm not big into R&B any longer, but I was for a good long time. And I might have had an SWV tape. Yeah. Recently, like within the last year, they had this thing where SWV and Escape Mm -hmm. had this like sing off. Oh. So it was like DJed and they were going back and forth singing little snippets of each of their songs. Yeah. And it was so great. I mean, of course, they all still sound amazing. Now I'm just going to want to go listen to all of these songs when we're done. It's another playlist I need to make. Yes, we have got to put this in a playlist. All right, next up for me, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You. This is a song that if I listen to when I'm tired, I might get a little emotional. It's just just always right there. Yeah, I was about to say, like, when I hear this song, it makes me want to cry. Yeah. But there's definitely love there. Oh, absolutely. It definitely comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. Just a painful place of love at times. That's what it feels like anyways. Again, I don't know what she's saying, really, but that's what it feels like to me. (laughs) And you know Prince wrote that. Did he really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Number three for me, 
by my beloved Dave Matthews Band, Lover Lay Down. Oh, please, love her lay down. Spend this time with me together, share this this is also more sexual than <laughs> than like lovey-dovey, but it's still a love. And it's also kind of loving someone that you can't be with right away. Mm-hmm. But the line that always stood out to me was... For knowing it's no big surprise that I will wait for you. I will wait for no one but... And for sure, a thousand percent, I was thinking about you when I heard those words. I like that. Because I thought, I'll wait for him. And you did. Sort of. Sort of. (laughs) Not that I never, you know. You had romances. I had romances. Mm -hmm. But I think there was probably something always in the back of my mind. Always the one that got away. That slippery fish. (laughs) Exactly. That's what people say, right? (laughs) Right, right. You're such a slippery fish. (laughs) All right. Number three, Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, One Sweet Day. It did not get any better from a love song standpoint than these artists together singing this song. Oh, that reminds me. I was going to put I'll Make Love to You on here. Oh, (laughs) that one would work on here as well. Yes. We'll have to have version two. We can add that to the playlist just because we (laughs) forgot it. I will say, though, I thought that this song was more about someone that died and you're like, one day we'll eventually be together. Yes, but they're still in love. Okay. Just because you're not physically together doesn't mean you're not in love any longer. Agreed. You're going to make me cry. Oh. I didn't sleep very well last night. (laughs) Okay, number two for me, by the Ballad King, Richard Marks, Now and Forever. I lose my way, but still you seem to understand now and forever. be easily traded out with right here waiting as well okay but this one just feels a little more you know you're in love in the moment yeah and they're together in this song right this is about people that are together yes now and forever i will be your man so the other one what was the other one you just said uh right here waiting right here waiting you're waiting for them again it's another waiting song yep (laughs) that would be better on my list (laughs) well i just had like two songs that were like that so what do you mean love or lay down you're banging somebody and (laughs) Weak, you get really excited. No, not weak. Damn, I wish I was your lover. Oh, okay. That's true. That does fit. All right. Thanks for your approval. You're welcome. All right. Number two on my list. This almost was number one, but I dropped it down to number two. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. Oh, my God. This song. No words for it, really. It's amazing. Nearly perfect, I would say. 
I remember middle school dances in this song. Yeah? Yeah. I guess those would have been high school dances for me. Yeah, I don't know the year exactly, but I know that I was pretty young, so I think it's early 90s. I mean, the whole song is fantastic, but that part that we just played, oh my God. Oh, get you every time. Every time. This was a Bodyguard soundtrack, right? It was, and originally a Dolly Parton song. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I love Dolly. Yeah, me too. So two icons right there. Absolutely. And my number one by Desiree, Kissing You. may have been my most listened to song in my high school years. Once the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack came out, it was on, like on repeat. That fish tank scene. Incredible. Just takes your breath away. Magical. There are no words spoken between them. It doesn't matter. All you need are those looks in their eyes and this song playing in the background. It gives me chills to think about. I love it so much. It's like the ultimate love song in my mind. Absolutely. It's a fantastic song. And that scene is incredible. All right. Number one on my list, Mazzy Star, Fade Into You. So dreamy. It is dreamy. It's haunting, dreamy. I just love how this song sounds, the feel of it, her performance. It's incredible. This was on my list originally. Was it? I took it off for something else and I was happy when I saw you added it on. And it's just so 90s. It is. (laughs) The video, the feeling of the song. Well done, Mazzy. So great. And that's it. Well, happy anniversary, my darling. Happy anniversary. I love you. And we love all of you listeners. Thank you for your support. And we hope we didn't gross you out too much. Go hug the next person you see, if you know them. (laughs) (laughs) If not, that might be a little awkward. Could be a little weird. Next on the list, this is from February 14th, 2022. Our favorite 80s romantic movies, episode 125. The next three that we're playing, we recorded back to back to back. So we did 80s and then we did 90s, which aired February 21st, 2022, episode 128. And then favorite 2000s romantic movies. We didn't release that until a little later in April, April 14th, episode 142. So we're just going to play these back to back to back together. Just keep in mind, this was back when we made lists... (laughs) And we didn't research anything. That's right. We just made a list and we went on with our lives. We didn't even write down (laughs) dates. So you hear us a few times and we're like, I think it came out in 95, but I don't know. Like I yell it past us when I listen to these because I'm like, just pause and look it up. So you know what year it came out. That's our current format. Yes. We do a much more diligent job before we share our list these days. Yes, we do. Now when we do them, like a lot of times we'll rewatch stuff or we'll listen to things and find out a little bit of information before we get on the mic, which is probably how you should do it. Most likely. We learned. Yes. You live, you learn. We were just so confident in our memories and abilities. We we're just like, we'll remember. <laughs> we know. <laughs> in the meantime, we probably had like five beverages. Most likely. <laughs> They're still good episodes, though, in my opinion. 
it's just funny to see how much we've changed in two years. And that was like a year and a half in when we did those. Still being lazy then. Still, still being lazy. We are in the month of love. I love you so much. This is my favorite month besides December, which is a good month. Yes. And I usually like September as well. By September, soccer comes back. Yeah, it's like back in full swing at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of months, so I'm not going to go into it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like December has the most days off in general. That's true. We have a lot of big dates, birthdays, anniversaries, plus holidays in November and December. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a busy time. It is a very busy time. We really should have gotten married like in May or something. May the 4th. Be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so obviously we are going to do some fun Valentine's Day content. So to start it all off, we're going to list our top five favorite rom-coms or just romantic movies from the 80s. Yes. We originally just said rom-coms. And I think for the most part with 80s, it's pretty spot on with rom-coms. But when we get to our 90s and our early 2000s episode, you'll see that it gets a little starts difficult because, you know, there are a lot of romantic movies that are definitely not comedies. It was really difficult for me, but we'll get to that later. Well, do you want to go first or should I go first? Either way. But I think we should go from least favorite to favorite. Least favorite. Okay. I'm going to start with my number five and go backwards. All right. Well. Ladies first. Ladies first. Okay. So number five on the list for me is 16 Candles. (laughs) Is that the noise we're going to play? I would have chosen the uh, Thompson Twins song there. All right, that's probably a better fit, I guess. They're both iconic moments, so. You forced me here recently to definitively watch this movie. Although I have seen parts of it hundreds of times. I don't know that I ever sat through the whole thing. But we covered it a year ago. Yeah, I mean, that like, this is COVID warp time. So <laughs> I don't know what year it is right now. Right, right. I just know that it was recently. <laughs> Ish. Ish. It's within the COVID bubble. So that whole time warp, it's all scrunched together. That was our birthday extravaganza episode where we talked about all of our birthday nostalgia. Yeah. And then threw in a little 16 Candles, which actually, looking back on it, I wish we had given it a full episode. But Well, maybe we will. You know, maybe, maybe we can get to it again another time. All right. Number five on my list. Splash. Oh. I don't know if this was my introduction to Tom Hanks. I can't remember what year this came out, but I know me and my sister watched a lot of Splash, mm-hmm. one of our repeater movies. Yeah. It's one that I would like to watch again. I remember watching it, but for talking Tom Hanks in the 80s, I was more of a big mm. fan. My favorite of his is The Money Pit. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Wait, wasn't there a controversy with this movie recently? Splash? Yeah. Oh, if there was, I missed it. Oh, it came out on Disney+. Plus. Oh, and it's naughty? No, they terribly CGI'd the naughty out. Oh. It's where she's walking into the water. Yeah. And in the movie, you know, 
She didn't have anything on. Right. And in the Disney Plus version, it is some of the wonkiest CGI you've ever seen to cover her up. I don't know how everyone else feels about this, but I feel like if it's not okay to be on Disney Plus, then just don't put it on Disney Plus. Exactly. Don't change it. Like, what is the point? I can't believe the Simpsons are on Disney Plus. Right. Like, I love the Simpsons, but I'm just like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem appropriate. I don't care what, you know, network they were on. Right. Just, I don't know. That just doesn't. Well, I mean, whatever. It's fine. Like, we watched it as kids and we turned out okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I yeah, I feel like I've told quite a few people to eat my shorts. <laughs> Remember what, that people were so upset about that. Oh, yeah. In the Christian world that I was in. Yes. Bart Simpson was essentially the devil. The devil. Yes. <laughs> I feel like people couldn't wear uh, Bart Simpson shirts right. or anything like that. Because it said, that. like, don't have a comb, man. Yeah, Just what's like, bad about that? Calm down. They think it, like, gave kids an attitude or something. Because they're pain in the ass parents. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. <laughs> All right, number four for me, Dirty Dancing. I feel like these last four are kind of interchangeable in how much I love them. I'm shocked that Dirty Dancing is number four on your list. Well, somebody had to be. You've done yourself a disservice, my darling. I haven't. I actually, no, I I think this is right. I take back saying that they were all equal because they're not. But I do love Dirty Dancing and I had so much fun when we covered it. Mm -hmm. And I actually got you to watch it. And I think you liked it. I enjoyed it. Also, there's a new show, and I haven't watched it yet, but it is on the DVR that is called The Real Dirty Dancing, which is a dance competition show. And it is hosted by Twitch, who is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite people on the planet. I grew to know him as a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance years ago. He was on like season four. And now I think he's on the Ellen show pretty frequently and uh, does a lot of fun dancing with his wife, Allison, who is also on So You Think You Can Dance. But anyway. That alone makes me want to watch it. And also, they're doing it at the resort. Oh, nice. Our Mountain Lake Lodge or whatever, I think is the name of it. Didn't they drain the lake there? Didn't we see that? There's two different locations. So it's a little blurry for me right now. I can't remember Hmm. which one they did that. Well, we'll find out when we watch the show. Yeah. One of the places they did, like the lake's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, Like the bench is still there or something. They have like a plaque there or something, or there's a rock there. I don't know, but- Great movie. Love it. I was really young watching it and Mm -hmm. didn't fully understand what was happening, but I knew that I loved it. (laughs) Number four on my list, I would say, is similar. I enjoyed this one because it felt like Indiana Jones. Number four is Romancing the Stone. I was just talking about this movie with my friend Joanna, along with Indiana Jones, because I was talking about how my dad really loved the Indiana Jones movies, but then I also think of Romancing the Stone, and it's the other one like, the Jewel of the Nile. Yes, I think is like that, that like the sequel to yeah, it or something. Yeah, I think so because it's um Michael Michael Douglas. Yes, and Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner. Yeah, and I remember Danny them. DeVito. Yes, I remember <laughs> them being on on the telly <laughs> and my parents watching them, but I don't really remember anything about them. Even Indiana Jones, I haven't watched as an adult. I think it would be fun to watch those. This one was a Sunday one. Yeah, it was on all the time. I do remember that. Oh, do you mean like? You put a VHS in or it was no, on TV? it was on TV. because okay, that's what I feel like I repeat. remember. I feel like every Sunday this movie was on, so I would watch it because mm-hmm. what else was I going to do? <laughs> okay, my number three 
is the movie that one day I will talk Pete into covering this on the podcast. It's your unicorn. It is. Mannequin. He's so resistant to this movie. I've talked about it before. It's one that I've been mentioning since we started, like wanting to cover. It's like high on my list. There's two of them. There's this one and there's Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. I'm saving Weekend at Bernie's now for like spring break time or summer. Yeah. I offered to come back with Weekend at Bernie's. Right. Wrong time. Mm. I like a a little bit of a theme if I can help it. So now I want to wait until it's beach time to do Weekend at Bernie's. But Mannequin, we could do now. All right, maybe we'll do it in February. That would make so much sense because it has so much romance. (laughs) (laughs) And it's on your list. It's on my list. Who's in that movie? I can't remember. Uh, It's Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, Andrew McCarthy. Meshach Taylor. It's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely like a fantasy type movie, but I mean, it sucked me in as a kid. I've probably seen Mannequin 20 to 30 times, so I What? You act like you have no idea what this movie's about. I don't remember it. I've just watched it a lot of times. And you didn't love it? Yeah, I did. He's shaking his head no as he says, yeah, I did. (laughs) No, I really did. (laughs) Okay, well, I... I, ah! (laughs) He's shaking his head again. I don't know if it's that you think people won't like it or something. It just doesn't... Speak to you? Yeah, it doesn't feel hip, man. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Well, I know when I posted the trailer on our Instagram page, it was a very big hit. Lots of people love it. So I think we'll be just fine. Maybe we'll reconsider and do it this month. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. All right. Number three, borderline rom-com, but there was a romance in it. The Secret of My Success. Michael J. Fox stars in this, and he owns the show. This was in, like, Michael J. Fox's heyday. It's like he had semi-hit after semi-hit and some huge hits, and this was one of his semi-hits. Yeah, this was not one that I watched. I've watched it with you as an adult, but it doesn't do it for me. Mm. No offense. It's okay. I like it. Good. Brantley. Brantley. Old Brantley. (laughs) Okay, my runner-up. Number two, girls just want to have fun. looking at me like he doesn't know which movie this is, but we have covered it on the podcast. It's the one with Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt, the dancing. Where oh, they go the on dancing dance one. TV. Helen Why Hunt wears I... the big like cricket yes. head and the mm. dinosaur. I remember thing. that uh, they had the dance competition like out in the field on the stage. Oh, that was the auditions. The auditions. Yeah. Yes. I remember this. They were. She j- would climb out her window onto that tree. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Janie and Jeff were auditioning to be the new regulars. On dance TV. Mm -hmm. But her dad was very serious and didn't want her to do any of that stuff. So that's why she had to sneak out. Serious 80s parents. (laughs) You got to have a career. You're 16. (laughs) That was definitely a slumber party movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it was one I rented a lot. Do you want to know one of my slumber party movies? Yes. Tell me. Conan the Barbarian. (laughs) And also Conan 2 the Destroyer, I think it was. We'd watch a lot of Conan. That's great. And our parents had no idea there was a lot of boobs in there. Oh. (laughs) A lot of violence, a lot of boobs. (laughs) Whoops. Oops. And my number one favorite. You're just skipping my number two. Oh, 
Sorry, I forgot. You were talking about Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian is not one of my favorite rom-coms. <laughs> my number two favorite is Crocodile Dundee. Another borderline rom-com. But there is a lot of romance in this movie right. and a lot of comedy. And I love it. And I want to cover it too. Right. I will trade you Crocodile Dundee or Mannequin. That's the one you want to trade. Yeah, because I don't think you'll cover Crocodile Dundee without it. I will. I watched that as a kid. What about Crocodile Dundee 2? I mean, look, okay, then we're covering Mannequin 2. Okay, what about Crocodile Dundee 3? Then we're covering Space Camp. Oh, wait, no, you might like I love that. Space Camp. Never mind. Fine, yeah, I mean, I'll yes, think of okay. Something. I'll think of something that <laughs> you wouldn't want to do. <laughs> okay, my runner-up, I'm free to do this now, right? Oh, wait, no, I'm going to my number yeah, one. Yeah, you're on your final. Jeez, I'm all thrown off. This okay. is sober, too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, why we're off our game. Okay. And my number one favorite romantic movie, I guess this one is a rom-com from the 80s, Can't Buy Me Love. It's where I fell in love with Patrick Dempsey. There's a, there's a lot of things that happen in that movie that, again, a bit much for someone my age. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hey, it made me who I am today. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just it love it. It probably formed you a little bit. I feel like it has one of the best endings to a movie. Cindy Mancini comes and jumps on the back of his lawnmower and takes his hat and puts it on her. Say so right off into the sunset. And he throws his fist up into the air, right? I think you're thinking of uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Breakfast Club. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, I know. It's a joke. I know. And Breakfast Club. I forgot about Breakfast Club. But to me, that's more just like a comedy. I mean, yes, there is some romance, but just a little bit of romance. I feel like I had that on my list originally and Mm -hmm. I took it off. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot. There's so many. But actually, this one was a lot easier for me to make than the other decades, I will say, because there's just I guess they started making a lot more later on Mm -hmm. because there weren't as many to choose from, I feel like. Right. I'd agree. Your number one. All right. My number one is also a movie that we've covered, The Princess Bride. Yay! Wesley, Princess Buttercup, Inigo Montoya, Fezzik, all of them. I love the story, I love the movie, and if we want to cover it twice, I'll do it. (laughs) You know what's funny is I think that we covered The Princess Bride and Can't Buy Me Love the same week. That was back when we were doing two movies a week. Oh, did we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure those were the same week. Wow. That's kind of interesting. That is interesting. That's one that I'm glad that we covered it because I f- had forgotten how much I liked it. Mm. Like, I didn't remember it too much. Like, it wasn't a repeater for me. Right. And I, I think I appreciate it so much more now. I'm glad we watched it again then. Me too. All right, there we go. Anything else? You got any uh, HMs? Not for this one. What? Hold on to your hats, though. They're coming. Now we're heading into the 90s. So, yeah, it's our top five romantic movies from the 90s, not just rom-coms. Right. This is where it got a little tricky because I love a lot of movies in the 90s that weren't necessarily rom-coms, but very romantic. Yeah. So I have a top five. (laughs) What do you have? Um, it might be like a top 11. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should let you go through your bottom six first and then I'll join you. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I made the outline. You filled yours in first and then I came in later and we had originally said we weren't going to do HMs because we were going to make this all just one episode of 80s, 90s and 2000s. We decided to split it up. 
So that's when I started throwing in HMs because I couldn't make a decision. But I'm just, I'm not going to go in depth about anything. I'm just going to rattle them off, but I just need to say them. Rattle away. All right. So my HMs, I'll do HMs first. Yeah. The thing called Love, River Phoenix, Samantha Mathis, Sandra Bullock, Dermot Mulroney. I believe this was River's last movie. I'm not sure, but it was great. It's in Nashville. Is it? Yeah. It's a fun movie. We'll have to watch it. Yes. Empire Records, of course. And you know, that's like my favorite movie of all time, pretty much. But to me, it doesn't feel like a super romantic movie. Yeah. It's like there's a little bit in there. Yeah. But to me, that's not what that movie's about. Right. You know, unless you want to talk about the love of the music store, you Mm -hmm. know, and the friendships. My Best Friend's Wedding. That's one that I like to watch that one a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think we should cover that one soon. Agreed. Clueless. Yes. Great movie. Love this movie. Also, not necessarily, I mean, I think it's probably in the rom-com category. I mean, there is some romance, but it's like, for her, it builds up at the end of the movie. Right. You know, so, I mean, I know that happens a lot, but we don't get anything really until it's just like this realization at the end. Yeah, it didn't feel like that was the point of that movie either. Right. Although there was a good romance in it. Yes. I just wanted like a sequel after that to Mm -hmm. then see what happened with Cher and Josh. Yes. Okay. Can't Hardly Wait. Another one that I really want us to cover, probably around like the time that would be end of school year. That's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm. That's a lot of people. Seth Green. That's just a fun like house party type movie. You know, it's like John Hughes-esque, but in like 1998. Is that the one where there's a big party and like this one dude like really likes Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yes, Ethan Embry. Yes, Ethan Embry's in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. It is. 10 Things I Hate About You. That's another really good one. That is one of our niece's favorite movies of all time, and she's 16, so I love that. Is she going to guest host with us for it? Uh, if she wants to, and if her parents say it's okay. <laughs> if she has time. She's very busy. It's very busy. Way They're bu- all very busy. Way busier than we are. Yes. Okay, now, <laughs> now it's your turn. Now we're to the top five. <laughs> that was a good list, though. I like it. Thank you. Number five. This is a very romantic movie. Ghost. Oh, my. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, the pottery scene. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. I mean, Unchained Melody. I'll never hear that song and not think of Ghost. Yeah. So I didn't watch a lot of romantic movies in the 90s, but I did watch this one a few times. I remember liking that movie a lot, but also being a little scared watching it. Yeah, there's that one section with like the scary ghosts. Yeah. Or maybe more than one section. We'll have to go watch it, but I remember being scared as well. Like, ooh. (laughs) What were you like? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I wish y'all could see his face. Okay. So my fifth on the list, Legends of the Fall. This movie is so freaking sad. But I loved it so much. This is where it's not where I fell in love with Brad Pitt because I fell in love with Brad Pitt in Thelma and Louise. Mm-hmm. But this was the first Brad Pitt movie that I saw many, many, many times in the theater. <laughs> Maybe the only Brad Pitt movie that I saw like that many times in the theater. Not like Meet Joe Black or anything? 
No, I mean, I saw it in the theater, but not like I did this one. Mm. I mean, Tristan Ledlow did it for me. Really? Yes. His long... Yeah, blonde hair? Long blonde hair. He was tan and... I just remember Fields. Yeah, it was... Oh, I mean, and Anthony Hopkins and Aiden Quinn, uh, Julia Ormond. I don't know. I just thought it was so beautiful and tragic and just something about it. It's one I watched, but I don't remember it all that well. So we need to go back and check it mm, out. Okay. I remember too, my sister had the cardboard cut out from the video store. Of Brad? Of Brad as Tristan. Was it in her room? Yeah. So it freaked me out when I'd go in and <laughs> <laughs> initially see it, especially in the dark. But I wonder how much a good quality version of those would be now. I know. Like the actual ones from the movie store, if they weren't like beat up or anything. Yeah, she just got it because she worked there. Yeah, she had quite a few of them though, right? Yeah, she had a Ninja Turtles one too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she had any more. Also, I found in one of my early diaries, I have a little cutout picture of Brad Pitt from that movie. Yeah. And it says like, I love Brad Pitt. (laughs) Anyway, and he was like 40 at the time or something, maybe 30, but still. I'd say probably 30. Yeah, because he's in his 50s now, is that right? Yeah. Number four on my list. I feel like I probably stole this from you. Yeah, it's one that I would have had on there, but hey, let, let's face it. I had a lot, a lot to choose from, so. I'm glad you left it for me then. Pretty Woman. Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman, the kind I like to meet. Pretty woman. I always remember that scene where Richard Gere snaps her hand. Oh, yes. With the, the necklace or whatever. And she gives she, us that great laugh. Yeah, yeah, we get the Julia laugh. Yes, I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's a good one. That's one I brought up recently that we need to cover. Absolutely. We got to cover it soon. Okay, my number four. This one I feel like might be a little more obscure. Although, again, when I posted about it on Instagram, I was surprised at the response. Only you. Only you. They made this world seem right. Only you. It starred Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. So you had Tony Stark and Aunt May. Yeah, early on. <laughs> yes. I don't remember this movie. Oh, also has Steve Zahn and Bonnie Hunt and um, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Also Billy Zane. This movie was the movie that first made me fall in love with Italy. Really? Yes. And then later on was when I, you know, watched Roman Holiday and fell in love with that and Under the Tuscan Sun and just any movie set in Italy, I'm going to love it. Still haven't been yet, but maybe one day. We will go one day. But this movie I really loved because it had a little element of magic to it Mm -hmm. or what we thought was magic anyway. It was very romantical. I bet you I've seen this because it sounds kind of familiar. So it's one that we'll put on the list. Right. All right. Number three, Notting Hill. Another one that I stole from you. I feel like this would have been on your list of uh, top 20 movies from the 90s. (laughs) Top 20. Maybe. Maybe top 20. But yeah, this is one that you've gotten me to enjoy. I didn't really watch it back in the day. Maybe once. But I like this movie. One of my favorite things about this podcast is getting you to watch movies that I think otherwise you probably wouldn't have. 
Yeah, I mean, it didn't have any explosions in it. There was no robots. <laughs> there was no space, no science. I was like, meh. There was space. At one point, Julia's character. Oh, that's right. Played, her movie. She's an actress. That's right. She's in space. That's true. I don't know why I didn't notice it back in the day. <laughs> My number three. It's the first in a trilogy before sunrise. There's a wind that blows in from the north, and it says that loving takes its course. I love this movie. Oh, this is one that just spoke to me. I was very young. I mean, I was probably 15 or 16. I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the year of this, but. Uh, sounds about right. I just, it, it was a unique movie. It's set in like Vienna, I believe. And they, uh, it's Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. And those are pretty much the only characters that are really in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just conversation that they have throughout the city. Yeah. And this is a movie that I enjoy and a series that I enjoy as well. Mm-hmm. Although it's hard for me sometimes to go back and watch it because I feel like in the beginning of all three movies, and, and maybe this is deliberate. I feel like the dialogue is a little stiff and maybe they do that on purpose because these people are getting comfortable with each other again. But it's noticeable to me for such a really well done movie and such an awesome concept that eventually in the movie, that's not the case. Yeah. So that has to be. I mean, because when they come back for the next movie, which is before sunset, it's 10 years later. Yeah. And then the next one is 10 years later. Do you think we'll get another one after that or no? I is that Richard Linkletter? Yeah. I feel like I read something where they talked about how they would like to do it again in 10 years, which it came out in 95, I just saw. So it would be coming up in a few years. Yeah. So hopefully they'll start working on it. I hope they do it. Me too. I hope they just keep doing it until- Until they can't you know, anymore. Right. Our number two, a heavy comedy with a bit of romance. There's something about Mary. They've tried to set him up with Tiffany and Indigo. But there's something about Mary that they don't know. Mary. This is the one where she sticks her hair straight up in the air with her hair gel. It's not hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> this is one I want to go back and rewatch. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. And you have an unnatural hatred of Cameron Diaz, but we can go back and rewatch it and we can enjoy it together. Not anymore. Why did you not like her? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was a jealous little girl, okay? It's fine. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. She just dated two of my dream men. You were a little little jealous. I was. Yeah. Luckily, I had no feelings for uh, one of the good Charlotte brothers. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Whichever one she's, Joel Madden. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if she's with Joel or Benji, but Nicole Richie's with the other one. Okay. And I honestly, I didn't think she was a great actress back then. I mean, she's not the best actress now, so. We just rewatched The Holiday. And while I don't feel the same angry feelings towards her anymore, I still think that her acting in that movie is awful. Yeah. It's very noticeable, especially in a cast of that caliber. Yes. I just feel like it sticks out and it it bothers me, but it's all right. It's okay. (laughs) So we'll have to go back and rewatch There's Something About Mary. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yes. So I'm not sure if the yeah, humor gotta, holds up. I know. We'll that's a, that, that. that's the thing about a lot of these comedies. Yeah. You just don't know if they're going to age well. Right. But. They were funny at the time. Mm-hmm. Not sure if they're funny now. Right. 
We'll see. We shall. Okay, number two for me. Speaking of Cameron Diaz, it's her best friend. This is Ever After. You know, a retelling of Cinderella, but I really loved what they did with this movie. And Drew plays Danielle. And I don't know, just something about this one. I mean, I know all fairy tales are magical, but this one just really, really felt magical. And when she walks into that ball and she's dressed like a freaking magical fairy. So she's got those wings on her back, right? Yeah. And she says, just breathe. Still gives me chills. Was that the inspiration for, I feel like you have a picture where you have those little tiny wings on your back. Oh, I have wings. I'm dressed as Tinkerbell. So it wasn't from this. It I don't was feel just like Tinkerbell. Her wings were tiny. I just were think they she had wings. Oh, okay. I may not be remembering right. I might be remembering you. Because <laughs> I was an angel too. That's right. <laughs> fairy? An angel fairy? Angel fairy. All right, number one, the wedding singer. I'll make you smile whenever you're sad. Carry you around when your arthritis is bad. All I wanna do. Is cold with you. Ah. Such a great movie. I, I love this experience. It's one that we're going to go and cover soon. We've got a big list coming up of movies that we've got to cover, but this is definitely on my list. Agree. Little Julia Gulia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, there was a time when Adam Sandler was extremely funny. This was during that time. Yes. I've fallen out of love with the movies that he makes now. But I can still go back and rewatch everything from back then. So this is high on my list, obviously. Agree. That's one that I would have had on mine if I didn't see it on yours already. And my number one, Forever, The Romantic Tragedy, 1996's Romeo and Juliet. I knew this would be your top movie. It had to be. I saw this in the theater like nine times or something. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, Claire Danes in their prime, like it was everything to me. Yeah. And I had a good time going back and rewatching it. I watched it back in the day. I've never rewatched it since, but we went and watched it and we covered it. No, we didn't cover it. I thought we watched it to cover it. No, we just watched it because I was one. It's one that I feel like would be kind of hard to cover because it's. I mean, it sticks to the script. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we'd get on here and cover Shakespeare, but I mean, I could tell you visually all the things I love. I just feel like it would be tough. I never remember what we cover and what we don't. So I was <laughs> guessing that we did on this. I'm shocked at us. Shocked. <laughs> but this is one that I saw when doing my research of what I wanted to put on here. I, of course, made my list first. That one I left for you. I saw Ever After. I left it for you. I saw Before Sunrise. I left it for you. Uh, the other ones, I might have left Legends of the Fall for you, too. But the only one I didn't was only you. You know me so well. Yeah. And, you know, they might have been on my list, but I, I was giving. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're so sweet. So giving. This time we are talking about our favorite romantic movies from the early 2000s. The early aughts. <laughs> so from the year 2000 to 2010 was our cutoff. And our cutoff was five movies, right? <laughs> 
Once again. Once again. I explained it last time. I filled this out after you did, and I just changed the rules. I told you you could go back and add HMs. You just didn't. I'm a busy man. Okay. My <laughs> list was Jun. 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 Like Sammy Sweetheart. Sammy Sweetheart, for those that don't know. From Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. So are you going to go through, like we did previously, and hit us up with your extensive list of HMs? Yeah. I will go through the HMs first, and then we'll get to the five. So first HM, 13 going on 30. Had to list it. We've covered it. We had a super fun episode with our niece, Kira, mm-hmm. because that's her favorite movie. Kira was awesome in that one. I know. Under the Tuscan Sun is another one. I actually mentioned it in the last episode because I was talking about my love for Italy Mm -hmm. and all movies that take place in Italy. This one I watched very, very begrudgingly, but it was a good movie. I love it. I think that it's kind of slow. It's like a slow build, but it's like dreamy slow. I don't know. I mean, it's not for everyone, but I really loved it. I think what it did cause was everybody that watched it, they wanted to move to Italy at that point (laughs) and get a villa. Next, Bridget Jones's Diary. Obviously, I love it. We've already covered it on the podcast. Bridget Jones is just an amazing character. Mm-hmm. And I'll follow her anywhere. Next up, Wedding Crashers, Yay. which I kind of forgot about the fact that it's considered a rom-com. To me, I just think of it as a comedy. But I mean, there is there is romance. There is romance in this movie and, and wedding, a lot of comedy. Yes. And Wedding Crashers, I saw in the theater again, like 10 times. <laughs> I was very into Vince Vaughn during the, the time that this movie came out. So. Yeah. Well, it's hilarious. I love it so much. 51st Dates is another great one. I love when Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler hook up. Like, they're a great pair. Right. And then Coyote Ugly, that's one that I forget about sometimes, but I really loved that movie when it came out. At the time, it was when I was about to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a songwriter, just like she does in the movie. And I didn't want to go, you know, dance on a bar or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I don't know. It was a really fun movie. I loved it. And that's all my HMs. Good list of HMs. Thank you. All right, I'm going to start us off from 2001, Legally Blonde. I'll never get Bruiser out of my head thanks to this movie. <laughs> but Elle Woods is just a lot of fun. She is. This movie makes me laugh and it's got a good romance in it too. So on my list. I was glad that you had that on your list because... It was another one that I wanted to add. <laughs> I was like, I have to stop. They've actually announced Legally Blonde 3, so we'll see if it happens. Have they? Yes. I missed that. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay, my number five is one that I don't know if, if a lot of people have heard of, but it's a really cute little movie called Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Oh, you make me happy. So very happy. Once again. This is one I saw. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't remember it that well, but I know I watched this movie. I just love it. I think it has a fun soundtrack. It has Josh Demel. It has Topher Grace and Kate Bosworth. And she, you know, she's in love with this actor and she wins a date to go fly to L.A. and meet him, which is what a lot of people dream of doing. And we get to follow her along on that journey. And it's very interesting. And like her best friend is, has a crush on her, super jealous. And also she's very Southern and kind of innocent. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great movie. All right, next up, number four, 
Love Actually. <laughs> So this is one that is now a staple for Christmas time for me. Thanks to you. Thanks to the podcast. You're welcome. I, I do love this movie. Yeah, me too. Hugh Grant is fantastic in it. Liam Neeson is amazing. It has a huge cast. Huge cast. If you haven't listened to our episode about it, we had a lot of fun with that one. We did. It's one that I used to just watch any time of year. It didn't have to be Christmas. <laughs> Next up for me is The Notebook. It's such a sad story, but it's also such a great love story. And I think they did a beautiful job with Noah and Allie and the casting. I mean, because I loved the book before I watched the movie. It's one that I was very upset because they did change the ending of the movie. And I'll never not be mad about that. I did not read the book. How did they change it? Or is that a spoiler that you can't share? I don't want to spoil anyone. I mean, people know how it ends, right? In the movie. Right. And I can just say that it didn't end that way. Well, I guess, would you recommend the book then? You really like the book? Yeah. Did you like it better than the movie? Well, I liked, visually, I loved almost everything about the movie, except for the way that they took it in the end. I think mm. they made it more sad in the end than it needed to be. Okay. I mean, it was already going to be sad. Like, the, I'm not saying the end of the book is not sad, but it's not as sad. Okay. I just feel like they were trying to wrap it up with a little bow, and I wasn't happy with that because there actually was even a sequel to The Notebook, and what happened in that couldn't have happened based on what happened in the movie, but the book was first, so. Hmm. Anyway, maybe if we cover it sometime, I will expound on it a little bit more. So mysterious. <laughs> my co-host. 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 All right, number three on my list, a very heavy movie, Atonement from 2007. Kira Knightley, James McAvoy. It's one that I rewatched a few times back when it first came out. I haven't watched it since then, but it was very impactful. Yeah. You know what's funny is I know I saw it in the theater and I have the DVD in a box somewhere, but I don't really remember like the premise of the story. Yeah. I feel like something happens at a fountain and then James McAvoy like goes to war and there's a misunderstanding. As you do. Is there like a letter or something? I think there's a letter of some kind, <laughs> yes. I just remember really liking this movie. Yeah. Or just really feeling that it was extremely well done overall. I think it was a very heavy movie. Yeah, but. which is probably why we haven't watched it frequently. Yes. Number three for me, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It feels like Kate Hudson. Love this movie. This was in that period where I feel like McConaughey was in a lot of romantic movies. Yeah, he was a rom-com machine for a while. He was, but this one was good. Yes. Because he had some that were not, which is the one where he was like going to be on a boat. Oh, I think that one was also with Kate Hudson. Was that like Fool's Gold or something like that? I, that one Fool's I did Gold. not. Yeah, but then there's one. Oh, Failure to Launch. Oh, that's with SJP. I okay. like that movie. It's it's not as great, but I do like it. Zoe Deschanel's in that one. Yeah. It's cute. It's, it's not cute. 
<laughs> you don't have to like it. It's fine. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like this movie. I, every time I think of this movie, there's a lot of things I think of, but Kate Hudson's yellow dress that she wears in that movie is just so gorgeous. And I've always wished I could wear something like that. Me too. <laughs> All right. Number two from 2005, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Which is heavy on the comedy, light on the rom, but it is a romantic movie in the end. Yes. And it's got the iconic scene where Steve Carell is actually getting his chest waxed. (laughs) And I've seen different behind the scenes shots of that. And it looks like he is in so much pain because that is legitimate. (laughs) And I don't think he anticipated it hurting as much as it did. Well, he committed. He did commit because he is a hairy man. Yeah. No, Kelly Clarkson! Number two for me, speaking of Matthew McConaughey and rom-coms, The Wedding Planner. Also starring J-Lo, little Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yes. I don't know why, but I love this movie so much. I also loved the soundtrack. Set in San Francisco. It's just a fun movie. He's very charming in that movie. So is JLo. JLo's very charming. Yeah, in that I movie. love her as the She's lead great. lady there. Yeah. Yes. That was in like JLo's heyday of rom coms. Yeah. She's actually coming out with a new one with Owen Wilson, of all people. Is she really? Yeah. Wow. With Owen Wilson. Hmm. I know. Didn't I, I Owen's kind of, yeah, dropped off the movie scene for a bit. Yeah. I think he might have gone through a little bit of a hard time. I'm not sure. But well, I'm glad he's coming back then. All right, on top of my list, number one, 2004, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yes. This one, it's such an odd movie to fall in love with, but... No, I do too. I love it too. It's incredibly well done. Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, and just the story is so unique. It always can spark an interesting conversation, which I think we need to save for when we cover it, because that's another one we've talked about covering. And yeah, it's a lot. It's a good one. It's heavy. It's really well acted, well written. Top of my list. Good choice. Thanks. Top of my list is Serendipity. just can't get over this movie like every time i watch it it feels so magical to me Uh, i finally got you to sit and watch it with me this year i enjoyed it and we weren't even covering it i just got you to watch it we just watched it it made me want to go have one of those giant hot chocolate thingies yeah and well now that you've seen it you understand some of the locations that i was dragging you to when we were in new york city Mm -hmm. a little bit more context even though i had fun when we were doing that Yeah, John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale, John Corbett, Molly Shannon. It's just a really fun movie with an element of woo. (laughs) It's definitely got magic in it. I don't know how else to describe it. I love all of those little like synchronicities and serendipitous moments that you see. It just always gives me chills and I'm always looking for magic like that. So that's it. That's it. We've done it. Our lists are complete. You with your five, me with my 10. Yeah. 
Well done. <laughs> Thank you. You know what's fun is how many of the movies that we listed here that we hadn't yet covered and we have since covered. Yes, you have Pretty Woman, Bridget Jones's Diary, Serendipity, 13 Going on 30, Wedding Crashers, Can't Hardly Wait, Love Actually, 10 Things I Hate About You, Only You, Mannequin, and then to think like we've done all those and then how many that we listed that we have yet to cover. Right. But don't worry, because they're on our 2024 list. We've got a big list. It's very exciting. We do have a very big list. (laughs) (laughs) It's daunting a little bit. So that's it. We hope you all have a very, very happy Valentine's Day. If you're into that sort of thing. Yes. Or as I used to say it, Valentine's. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) As a youngster. (laughs) You know, we love to celebrate love year round, but it's a special day and we love you. We appreciate you. Also, thank you to everybody who has reached out to us on our social media or in the Cozy Club, which is our Facebook group, to let us know that you've missed us while we've been on break and that you're excited for our comeback. We're excited too. Yes, we are. We'll be back in a few weeks, I think. In a few weeks. And in the meantime, if you've missed us, come on over to our Patreon. We're actually getting ready to record a new episode for our Patreon right now. It's all happening. (laughs) Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go. You look embarrassed. No. no. Are you embarrassed? Not at all. (laughs) He's like, this is who I married. Very excited about it. Please, I got the beef thing from you. You did, I know. Meat, beef, all of it. You got that from me. You used to do the beef thing. (laughs) I get it from you. That's true. (laughs) Come back at that. (laughs) Fell right into my trap. That belongs on the Patreon After Dark (laughs) series. It does. (laughs) 